0: Good day, everyone, and welcome back to the Not Safe for Work Photography Podcast. There are thousands of models and photographers creating adult content using modern platforms, taking control of their own creative lives. Today, we're doing something a little different. We are doing a panel with three models who are here to discuss model safety and photographers, specifically bad behavior on the part of photographers I just realized this means that I'm going to have to have a panel of photographers talking about bad behavior on the side of models. It'll probably be completely different bad behavior, I'm guessing. For our panel today, (laughs) I am joined by Anastasia May, emo hippie chick, and Taylor. Anastasia May is a full-time freelance traveling model with four years of modeling experience. She is based in the DMV and also travels to Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Ohio nearly every month. She shoots mainly fashion boudoir, and art nude. If anyone is interested in working with her, she would love for you to send her a DM to discuss shoot concepts. Kazi, also known as emo hippie chick, is local to Fairfax County, Virginia, and has been modeling on and off since 2013, but has been more at it more regularly for the past two to three years. She works some more typical jobs such as fashion, lingerie, and artistic nudes, but her favorite themes are horror, cosplay, and underwater. Cassie also started taking photography more seriously starting in the summer of 2020 and has worked with many models in the DMV area since then. Taylor is a 27-year-old model from New Hampshire. She has been modeling since last fall and loves creative expression. She dabbles in fashion, boudoir, nude, editorial, and more. She loves her cat, friends, and family, and is an independent free spirit who loves to create. Why do I feel like I'm on a game show? Come on down. (laughs) (sighs) How are you guys doing today?
1: I'm doing great. <laughs> well,
2: that's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. It just it just occurred to me. We should probably identify whose is whose voice. So people listening, although it is somewhat more anonymous if nobody knows who's making the comment. Maybe we should leave it more anonymous. Hmm. Let's do that. I guess if we're going to discuss bad behavior on the part of photographers, let's start with some examples does anybody have does anybody have a volunteer instance of bad behavior from a photographer
2: uh i think all three of us are yes i was just gonna say i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure we all do yeah
0: well you know what's interesting uh one of the people i originally reached out with said she hadn't had any bad experience with photographers i was like oh
2: i guess you're not going to be very helpful on this (laughs) panel are you (laughs) i mean good on her like That's, that's the dream right there.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. But someone's got to start. Someone has to go. Uh, Let's, let's start with messaging, bad behavior, online, bad behavior.
1: Okay. So um, when I very first started my Instagram account for modeling, I had a photographer who had like, I think like 15,000 followers had shot people like J Cole and other celebrities and he reached out and said, hey, can I show you my art? And I was like, okay, sure. And then he sent me a video of his dick getting sucked. And I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. Love that. Um, so, yeah, that was like the first experience I had with a photographer online. And it oh was, my God.
2: yeah, it was that. So. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry you don't appreciate Monet quality art. <laughs> was,
1: it, was it at least well lit? No, it was actually super oh. dark,
2: <laughs> oh man,
0: wow, uh,
2: I guess like I'll bring up that oftentimes, like I will straight up know, but I'm not doing a photo shoot based off of messages, like I had one guy who I was kind of trying to schedule something with, and first red flag was he sent me nude work he had done with other models like uncensored and I'm thinking like does he have permission from these models to do that is this what he's going to do if my work sent it to random people and then when I told him because at that moment I didn't do full nudes I only did implied and he's like why are you ashamed of your body and that's a huge red flag trying to like gaslight or guilt trip you into doing something that you don't want to do and he was offended when I brought up I wanted to bring an escort and he was like, well, how do I know you're not some crazy girl who is hot for me and wants to break up my marriage and stuff. Uh,
1: <laughs> Don't flatter what? yourself, sir.
2: What? Right? <laughs> and then the, the final straw for me, because for some reason this wasn't already a final straw, mm. but he wanted to, he would not tell me where he wanted to do the photo shoot. He wanted to meet at a Starbucks and then drive us to the photo shoot location,
1: Cereal and I was like, vibes. "No, serial yeah. killer <laughs> vibes." Oh, no.
3: I had a guy recently want to do a shoot with me. Well, first of all, it was gonna be a hotel shoot with like another model, so he wanted me to stay there overnight with the other model. Which, like, first of all, was kind of like, eh. but then he was like, "Oh, it's gonna be on a remote island." And I'm like, that's Like, really <laughs> fucking creepy. And then, like later on, like a day or two later, he was like by any chance like can you understand conversational french and which <laughs> I, like <which> I do, <laughs> because, like no way he would have known that without like doing some serious research into me like
2: outside of modeling so you know that sounds like some sex trafficking yeah thing yeah right yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, she doesn't speak
0: french we can say whatever we want to about what we're gonna do with yeah. her over here yeah
2: Ooh. and, and I also- or she might there's more. Yeah, if he speaks French.
0: Mm. Very
1: true. Um, also, I it, it's not just before the photo shoots. There was a guy who I you know was was okay. He was a little weird, but there's this there's a blurred line between weird and creepy mm-hmm. and predatory. So I was like, he's kind of weird, but you know whatever, I'll work with him again. And then the the night that I uh, like after I shot with him, he started sending me like messages at like 2am drunk and you know saying Mm -hmm. like oh I wish I was shooting with you right now and like oh I can't wait until like we we do our next shoot and blah 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 and I was like okay you need to stop (laughs) yeah
0: but that but that brings up kind of a so a lot of photographers shoot with models that they're attracted to like that's why they're doing it they're 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 trying to capture their vision of beauty and their vision of beauty is usually related to who they're attracted to um and then comment like what you talked about earlier with the flirting like the flirty looks towards the camera like there's you definitely build up like a weird false rapport Mm, yeah absolutely but that's really what separates
2: amateur photographers from professional, professional photographers. They, there's
1: a phrase that I learned recently, um, GWC, guy with mm-hmm. camera. Um, I'm sure, I, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but basically, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically just, just a guy who buys a camera just to take pictures of women in, you know, compromising positions like nude or, you know, yeah. whatever. And there are so many of those. It is they definitely outnumber the the professional photographers, in my opinion, especially when you get into nude and boudoir modeling.
0: And that makes sense. Yeah. Number one, being a photographer, being a real good photographer, takes a lot of effort and a lot of time. But there's just a huge number of dudes. I was who was I? Talk, I was talking about somebody the other month, but they grew up on you know Playboy or penthouse, you know, sneaking their dad's playboy or penthouse. And then now they've got the fantasy of being the famous photographer. And that's what they're trying to do here is they're trying to live out that fantasy, which frankly kind of puts, just feels real close to sex work in some ways.
1: Mm, Yeah,
0: absolutely. I don't know. I don't think we want to take the conversation that way.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Like they can't differentiate the model, like acting Mm -hmm. for the camera versus like, her like they think like the models flirting with them so they get even like flirtier and even more like unprofessional yeah Yeah.
1: that's another thing is um don't ask me out for a drink after the Mm -hmm. shoot especially if it's my first time shooting with you that is just Mm -hmm. so weird and makes me uncomfortable and yeah it's just not not cool
3: right i had a guy the other day i had to turn him down like five times for his offer to like bring me to dinner and, you know, one of the first things he asked me when the shoot started was if I was seeing anyone and, um, the answer is
0: always yes. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> and like later on he was like, you have really sexy legs. Can I touch them? Oh my God. And still, and he still touched them even though like I told him no. So like that's, those are like just the typical behaviors I think just of guys regarding. with cameras. Yeah.
2: And that's, that's when it went from, so, so asking you out for dinner once mm-hmm. is weird and inappropriate repeatedly asking you is creepy Mm -hmm. and then touching you when you said no is that's that's stranger danger no one should work with this guy level yeah predatory yeah That's the word I was looking for. It slipped my mind. Shit too. Like he sent
3: me back the photos and they were like the grainiest photos I've ever seen. (laughs) Oh my god yes
1: and you can tell when they're literally staring at you and not even looking at the camera or like lighting or anything. They're just staring at you. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm going to push back a tiny little bit on one specific piece of that. I'd certainly agree on the not consent thing. What if the guy does find you really attractive and would like to take you on a date and asks you one time and if you say no never mentions it again you mentioned that that was a little creepy and it is but that's not it always a deal breaker is. yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's it's mostly a little creepy because of the nature of the relationship generally speaking you know if you're asking somebody on a date you don't hire them first although
2: it, yeah exactly i mean it's just like you know i used to work as a waitress and Mm. it is creepy when you are working and someone's trying to hit on you it is a little creepy it's a little weird but it's not a oh my god this guy's the worst person ever i'm kicking him out of the restaurant i never want to talk to him again Mm. but it is a that's just kind of inappropriate because they're working they are doing their job or like asking a stripper out yeah you're attracted to the stripper that's why you're there but <laughs> but you, you don't ask, and if yeah. you're not
0: attracted you're in yeah. the wrong joint
2: yeah like I would say it's it's a different thing where you know like if if you start to become friends with them outside of doing photo shoots and stuff and then you want to ask them out but again like I said like I do understand asking them out once you can't help being attracted yeah. to who you're attracted to but I'm just saying that the models probably going to feel a little creeped out but you can That's ask right. once but as long as you drop it immediately after yeah. she says no i don't think that's stranger danger or anything yeah, yeah. i agree with that
0: yeah um,
3: yeah
0: i want to go back to one thing you said you mentioned uh hotel shoots when <laughs> you were talking about uh he was trying to arrange the shoot with you is there like a hierarchy of creepiest locations to shoot down to least creepy locations to shoot i assume the least creepy is probably an actual studio although usually you know that takes money to pay for Right. Is, there, say, is there like a hierarchy of what you think is when you get, Oh, we're going to shoot at the train tracks or we're going to shoot in my abandoned farm basement. Ooh.
1: <laughs> I think the least creepy place is like outside somewhere, like in a park, like that, in a, where there in are a pe- public place, yes, where there are people around, like, um, like pretty much most of the fashion shoots I've done have been outside. And
2: mm-hmm. those
1: are the ones I feel the most comfortable at.
2: Right. Or at a group shoot where there are other models, other photographers. Mm -hmm. Because even the worst reputation photographers usually behave themselves in a group setting because there are witnesses. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
3: (laughs) And I feel like a lot of photographers, especially in the summer... Um, want to do like nude shoots out in the woods. And, you know, obviously they want to find a place that's not frequented by a lot of people if you're shooting, which maybe. is
2: understandable. But <laughs> yeah.
3: so I don't do those kind of shoots anymore unless I'm really comfortable with the photographer and I like, I know we work well together and I can trust him. Cause like, otherwise, what are you going to do like in the middle of nowhere in the woods where no one can hear you? So that's that's kind of creepy for me as like a first shoot location.
2: Or yeah. I mean, you know, it is always. a a good idea to bring along an escort like no matter what location but I know that sometimes that just isn't practical especially when like I know you do this super regularly as your job it's hard to acquire an escort every time but definitely like no honestly almost no matter how well I know a photographer if we are going to be alone and naked in the woods somewhere I kind of want someone else there yeah, that's fair. Oh, definitely, yeah.
0: We can talk more about escorts later when we talk about what to do with protect yourself. Sure. Let's get let's get back to the other other locations real quick before we go off on tangents. So woods alone, sketchy.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely sketchy. Yeah.
2: Right. So photographer's house, like when they say they have a studio, and then you show up at the address and it's someone's house. Mm. Like, not that I'm like. You know, I have a little mini studio in my house, but I, I tell people that. Yeah. I yeah. don't say, come to my studio. Here's the address. I mean, oops, it's actually in the basement of my house and no one else is here.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just,
2: yeah. just be upfront about it. It's fine. It's economical. It helps save money. It's practical. But it's just weird to like glide over that fact that it's at your private oh. residence.
1: Yes. Agreed. So, yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Anastasia's not gonna comment on my house. She was here a couple weeks
3: ago. <laughs> I feel like you told me it was your house.
0: <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah,
1: so that's that's okay. All
0: right. And then hotel shoots are more or less sketchy than home?
1: It depends on a lot of factors. First factor is the hotel. What kind of hotel is it?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like definitely if it's like a seedy motel in a downtown area i've never been to before that's you know another thing that's the area Mm
3: -hmm.
1: i usually bring someone with me to hotel shoots just in case overall less sketchy than say like the woods Yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah, most of the time at a hotel, at least if you had to scream really loudly, someone would probably hear someone you. Someone would hear you, yes. <laughs> yeah, we know hotels
0: yeah. we know hotel soundproofing is not good.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then of course, like you said, it depends on the type of hotel. Some hotels are just used to that. Yes. And that's oh, uh that's right. concerning. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: You know though, that's funny. Faye and I were talking about she wants to do like a like a Raver kid wild night out shootout. And the C D hotel would be more appropriate for that than like a Hilton.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then you go with someone you trust. You don't go with a photographer that you're already feeling unsure about. Exactly. Right.
0: All right. So you're saying that the venue is more of a modifier for the feelings you already have. It's rarely like in and of itself. Well, unless they ask you to meet at a Starbucks and then they're going to drive you there. That's an immediate. Yeah, that's I mean, it does. Yeah,
2: it does depend more on the individual photographer than the place. And then just the combination of the photo- photographer and the place can be important. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Just also because if offering to drive you somewhere, like if you're working with them yeah. for the first time, that that can kind of sketch me out sometimes. <laughs> I don't accept rides from people I don't know, and like some of them will even yeah. like act offended at that.
1: Like why? Like
3: why? Oh yeah.
2: But oh, no. That's actually a huge red flag. Is when they get super offended because that means that they were. Thinking about it. No,
1: exactly. Like when you <laughs> t- try to take steps to be like, okay, well, I'm going to try to protect myself in this way. And they're like,
0: well, what what do you think? I'm some kind of predator? It's like,
2: well, then yeah. you might be. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: What is it? He thinks thou doth protest too much.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, like, um, I feel like I would, I would go with Anastasia to do a naked shoot in the woods and I wouldn't feel concerned, (laughs)
3: like,
2: (laughs) but you know, some random guy that I don't know and makes weird comments about my body. No, I'm not going to go do a naked shoot in the woods with him.
1: And that's the thing too, is just with the, the nature of a nude or boudoir shoot, you have to be, or generally you have to be like in a secluded area where you're kind of by yourselves because People don't really like nudity in public, so like in
2: America, in
1: America, it's yeah,
2: fine in other places. No,
1: exactly, but yeah. So, <laughs> just the general nature of those kinds of shoots, or you have to be, you know, alone with a photographer. So, yes, definitely the um, the vibe that the photographer gives off is way more important to me than the
0: location. Yeah. So it's interesting. I'm going to go back to what you said a minute ago about the location. I did have an interview with an Irish model uh, a couple of months ago who does nude work and she poses on like the side of roads in Ireland and you know, in Belgium and just in public places. And apparently people there just walk by and they like kind of notice and they're like, Oh, photography. And then they move on.
1: Yeah. America's different. (laughs) (laughs) You get horn honks and like cat calls. Oh
0: yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And you might even get arrested. So that too.
3: Yeah, actually, one photographer that I kind of wanted to mention who wasn't necessarily a creep, but just a complete asshole. Like we were doing an outdoor nude shoot. <laughs> and I didn't want to shoot nude there because there were children and elderly people. And he was like, what, oh. I thought you weren't shy. And I'm like, I'm not. I just don't want to wow. do activities here. So then we went to another waterfall and then like another family came with children and I was already sitting there like naked. I was like covering up. It's like, why are you covering up? I'm like, you were literally giving no attention to my like comfort level and boundaries here. There are children here, sir. (laughs)
0: Like, Yeah. So that's
3: the other extreme if they give like, they just like don't care about your comfort level shooting in front of other people in public.
0: Yeah. So speaking of in-person behavior, we kind of touched on that a couple of times now, but does anybody have any interesting stories of photographers behaving badly in person?
2: Yes. (laughs) 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 So uh, I know like I've talked about this guy a lot with like my various model and photographer friends, but he was for me the worst, which I am in a way glad he was the worst, if that makes sense, because I know some people have it A lot worse, but he's still like ultimately on my for blacklist. I met up with him and it was actually at a hotel room, but he had been recommended to me by another photographer I knew. And it was weird because when we had been messaging scheduling the shoot, I literally had no real reason to feel sketched out by him. He didn't say anything inappropriate while I was talking to him. I just had bad vibes, but I was like, it's a paid shoot. He was recommended to me. He hasn't actually done anything. So I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt. Hmm. And that was a huge mistake. He started off with trying to get me to drink alcohol, Hmm. um, which I know you wanted to talk about alcohol at shoots. But, you know, I said, I said, no, thank you. You know, I'm going to be driving. He's like, oh, well, I have to drive later too. (laughs) Ha ha. I was like, okay, but I'm not, I don't want to drink. He's like, are you sure? Cause I want to drink. I'd feel better if you were drinking. And I was like, Oh boy, this is going to be a terrible shoot because it is one thing to offer, but it's another to like pressure. It's mm-hmm. a huge red flag. But then um, it just went up from there. We started out shooting fashion, but I knew we had discussed ahead of time that there was going to be some nude, but I clarified that I only do closed leg artistic nudes. Mm-hmm. Um, but why I was fully clothed, I was wearing a dress he had for the fashion segment and I'm posing and he just says, oh, man, if you weren't married, I would be eating your pussy right now. And oh. I was like, whoa. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm not even naked right now. I'm fully clothed. What is wrong with
0: you? I mean, technically, I guess he didn't go zero to 60 from his previous concepts. He went like 20 to 60. <laughs>
2: right? I was just like, oh, oh, wow. I didn't even know what to say to that. And I'm alone in a hotel room with this guy. So Mm. I can't like punch him in the face.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and especially with paid work, you don't feel like you can just be like, well, I'm leaving and fuck you and fuck your money too.
2: Yeah. That's the power
1: dynamic that happens when you're in a paid shoot, especially like you, it's like, if I do or say the wrong thing, I could, you know, have put in all this time, effort and you know, whatever into the shoot that I'm not even going to get it paid for. Right. So
3: that's what people have like recommended to me to get your payment up front. So if something like that happens, you can just dip out.
0: <laughs> yeah. It sounds to me like you're totally justified in dipping out if they start putting shit like that out.
1: Yeah. Like that. Well, there was this one photographer I worked with who actually said, um, I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines of, "Oh, I can't stand this whole Me Too movement. No one wants oh. to work with me anymore." And I was like, <laughs> oh. Oh, "I'm literally half naked in front of you, sir. Like, what? It what compelled you to to say that to me?" And yeah, I had to, that was like at, at the beginning of the shoot, and I I hadn't gotten paid yet, and I was like, "Well, hmm. well, here I am." <laughs> So yeah, just and, just wow. And that was at, wow. That was at his home studio too. And that wasn't the only thing he said. He he like went on and on about like he's like oh all, there all these you know famous models won't work with me anymore. And I'm like why are you telling me this? Are you like trying to make me feel uncomfortable and like you're gonna attack me at any moment?
0: Like yeah yeah to just open a hole. Just- <laughs> Yeah, from my experience, if you hear one person complaining about somebody, like it might be fine, but once you start hearing a bunch of people complaining about somebody, there's something there.
2: Yes, absolutely. or someone complaining about how many people complain about him. Exactly. Like, why are you advertising that? Literally. Yeah,
0: he's
1: like, "Oh, all these famous people won't work with me anymore." I'm like, "Oh, okay. oh, <laughs> yeah."
3: I guess so one of my creepiest uh, experiences was, um, so I I shot fashion with this one guy in Pittsburgh, just outdoors. It was fine. Like we were in public. Then we went to do boudoir at his home studio. Um, And like his behavior immediately switched when we got uh, to his home studio. He started uh, calling me baby repeatedly, even when Mm. I told him not to. He asked me if he could kiss me. I said, no, he still went in to hug me and he like didn't pull away for a few seconds. So I very nearly need him in the balls at that point. And then he um, he said he'd pay me however much I wanted if I would only spend the night with him. And he kept like like asking the same question. He kept begging like, I'll give you however much money you want if you can just like spend the night with me. And like, yeah, at that point I was like actually feeling unsafe. so I would literally blocked him as I was pulling out of his driveway. <laughs>
0: That, you know, all right. Question How many times have you guys been mistaken for escorts? How many times have people offered that sort of thing?
1: Oh, and my DMs all the time,
0: <laughs> every day,
2: <Yeah>. daily. <laughs> huh.
3: In person, not as much. Like, yeah. there have been a few times, but yeah, a lot of DMs.
2: <laughs> yeah. In person, it's really mostly just. People making very suggestive comments, or you know, like the guy saying what he would do to me. Yeah. If only I wasn't married. Because obviously that's the only thing holding me back.
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, as if I wouldn't <laughs> slap you across the face if you tried, sir. Like get away
2: from me. Oh yeah.
0: Interesting. Cause there is actually a there's a website where a dude just messages Instagram models offering them ridiculous amounts of money to come be an escort for a like middle Eastern sultan or royalty or something like that. And then he posts the conversations whenever they say yes. So like there's, there's people that are actively going out there trying to make it out. Like every Instagram model is actually an escort. Oh my God.
2: I mean, and of course there's nothing wrong with sex workers or escorts or anything, but I just think people need to stop confusing models with escorts are automatically assuming that just because someone goes out in lingerie or even does nude work that that means that they're just down to screw to do anybody whatever. yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: i mean i also think that even if you're an escort you the things are you know agreed to beforehand it's it's oh, yeah. you're, you you t- even if i was an escort it's not acceptable for you to all of a sudden just start doing things without consent you know? Oh,
2: 100 percent.
1: So, like the fact that I'm not an escort and you're doing these things is just—it just makes it that that much worse.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, I wasn't—I wasn't quoting them. So apparently, it's called Tag the Sponsor. Although, when I just tried to go there, Malwarebytes told me there's a Trojan on their website, so I recommend not going there. <laughs> uh, I'm just—I'm just calling out that there are certain people that definitely seem to see this entire genre as like a cover for escorts
1: yeah there's actually uh I don't know if you guys know the comedian uh Chris D'Elia he's he's gotten into some hot water in the past few years for uh inappropriate behavior but he basically says I saw this clip of his um and he's like oh if you're you're posting your ass on Instagram you're hooking it's like no you need to stop confusing the two like just just because I'm you know, modeling doesn't mean that I am escorting. That's, you and, know. you
2: know, even even women or or men or whoever who aren't, you know, models but like to post selfies of their ass or tits or whatever. It's like, feel free. It's still not. This is just whole. I guess we're getting more into the, the Me Too movement kind of stuff. But how you're dressed doesn't mean you want to be treated a certain way. Exactly.
1: Yes. Remember the human is what I always say. Everyone is human.
3: I like that. Yeah. Also, I've noticed if you like bring up, you know, kink type shoots, like BDSM shibari stuff, like if you bring that up with someone or if they start talking to you about it, it's like, in my experience, they assume that you're easier because you're like, in that kind of community so like i was talking about that stuff with like one guy so then he i guess assumed that i would be okay with him showing me his nude photos of himself
2: (laughs) oh geez yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i do know that the lines tend to get blurred more for fetish and kink work even though like just a whole like if you actually are part of the fetish community, you should know that no matter what you're doing, consent is still the number one thing. Making sure the other person is comfortable and okay with whatever's going on, even even in situations where it's like you know, dom sub stuff, and you know, you have to obey whatever I tell you to do. But there's still already that agreement in place that that's what your relationship's going to be. You don't just like put that out of nowhere and start treating someone a certain way. Yes exactly
0: out of curiosity what type of shoot tends to get the most creeps is it kink shoots is it nude shoots is it erotic shoots or is it fashion probably not fashion right
2: no except for the the, the weirdness with the wanting to eat my pussy even though i'm fully clothed <laughs> like that was that was a, a rare occurrence but yeah it's usually <laughs> any kind of nude work um even, or even it's, yeah it depends. Like, yeah, even just wearing lingerie or stuff can just set people off in a weird way.
1: I even had a fashion shoot um, last week where, I mean, he didn't, again, the line is so blurry, but, like, he didn't say anything, like, you know, over the line, but it was very, like, oh, like, you look so, so good, like, like, you're just saying emphasizing words saying it way too much saying like you look sexy saying like like there if you want to give encouragement say things like oh you're doing great or oh i love that pose don't be like you're sexy like you're gorgeous like we i get it thank you that's why i'm here (laughs) like like, yes so
0: where's the line there in terms of encouragement like or Um, is there no line like just don't comment on it at all. Take your pictures.
1: Yeah, no, I would say if you want to give feedback, like I said, just say something yeah. along the lines of "You're doing great. I love that pose." Yeah, Maybe, hold that pose. Yes, hold that pose. Like, you know, that looks and great the way you're doing that. Like,
3: and like, don't, don't specifically comment on like, "Oh, your ass or your tits are like looking great." Like, yeah, this is yeah, um,
1: language, yeah.
0: Gotcha.
2: I mean, sometimes like you do have to use specific languages, especially in erotic shoots, but yeah, don't comment on it. Like if you're like, oh, you know, turn, you know, turn your butt up a little bit or whatever. Like you have to give direction sometimes. So don't be like, oh yeah, it's so hot when you do that. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the hardest ones to really establish the lines with are shibari shoots or any kind of rope play because the model is tied up and can't mm. defend herself. No. Mm. Mm-hmm. or himself i suppose because yes. like let's be real like male models can absolutely be assaulted oh, and abused absolutely. too,
3: mm-hmm. right like i'll always bring an escort with me to a first time rope shoot like with working with someone new or else mm-hmm. like i'll have to have like worked with them several times and like trust them and have gotten good uh references to like go by myself and do that because it is putting you in a really vulnerable position
0: we need to move on if we're gonna hit all these questions <laughs> okay <laughs> so- I have some pretty famous photographers that I'd like to use as examples that I think can generate some discussion because of the specifics of what happened. Uh, the first one is Terry Richardson, really famous photographer. Uh, I know he shot Miley Cyrus a couple years ago. He has a very specific kind of style. His fashion style is the direct and front flash with the strong shadow behind you. He had many allegations of sexual assault and lewd behavior. But if you look at his work, that's not the fashion specific work. There's lots of pictures. How did I describe it? His pictures are like he's documenting his rock and roll life, and he spends a lot of time in them naked. There's a lot of kind of lewd and sexual content in the pictures. And my question here is around: despite consent, consent should obviously be given. But like, if you looked at somebody with a portfolio like that, is that even a shoot that you would accept, or is that the kind of behavior you would expect from somebody who's portfolio involves lots of touching and lots of sexual acts?
2: Well, I guess like you said, it's consent. I would talk to him about it beforehand. Like if someone wants to do a photo shoot with me and I look at their portfolio and it's not the type of work I usually do, I say, just so you know, I don't do this type of work, but do you still want to do X, Y, Z with me? And if they say yes, then that's on them. That's not me expecting that they should still act in a certain way after I explicitly told them not to.
1: Yeah, I think with shoots like that, um, where you're literally documenting sex acts, um, there needs to be a contract signed beforehand—a very clear, a very, um, you know, expansive contract that the model uh, can review and and look into and know what they're signing and know what they're agreeing to because you can't just I mean I I, reading the stories of models who you know were assaulted by him they were they were at a shoot for something else they were at a shoot just maybe it might have been a nude shoot but there there was no agreement of oh I'm going to you know suck your dick or I'm going to you know have sex with you It, it was something and he turned it into something else
0: your, your point is absolutely correct about, the you know, if it's a fashion shoot, then obviously nothing like that would be expected. And that's definitely assault or just I don't know. There's a, there's a photographer that I used to really admire. And then he started posting on his portfolios like he would like put his hand in the picture and like touch their foot or touch their leg. It just got super creepy. But then thinking about that from the model's perspective, like, hmm.
3: Like I know some sure of his accounts that, like you're talking about, where his like hand is always on the model's butt or like under her chin yeah. or something like that. And like personally, I'm I would be turned off by that because I don't like doing the POV types of shoots. But I mean, if, if obviously if the model consents and they talk about it extensively beforehand, what exactly they're going to do, what poses they're going to shoot, then I guess that's fine.
2: Yeah, but sometimes what happens is it's just a, you know, a quote-unquote regular nude shoot or boudoir shoot or whatever. And then while taking pictures, he just puts his hand on you. And a lot of the times, especially if it's uh, an inexperienced model, she won't want to say anything even though she's uncomfortable. Because partly because she's worried that she's oh she, maybe she's overreacting. Like it depends on like other experiences she's had and what people have told her. Or what if I tell them to stop, but then things get worse? Or, or maybe I should have just expected this. But no, like the answer is like it always needs to be consensual. No one should touch you without asking or discussing it beforehand. Even like, oh, one of my favorites is when they have to adjust something, right? Oh, oh let me fix your bra strap.
3: It's
2: like, I will fix that. And if I can't, I will ask you for help. Like, I will specifically ask photographers to help me with something sometimes. And I'll be like, I promise it's okay. This is me verbally saying it's all right for you to do this. Yes, yeah. You know?
3: That's a recurring issue that I've had. It's like photographers always trying to adjust my clothing without asking. And, like, at first I would just kind of let them, because, again, I was like, "Eh, am I overreacting? Like, I don't want to, like, upset them. But, like, at this point I'm like, I know to say, no, I can do this. Just tell me what you want to fix. Like, there was even one instance where a guy – It's like, oh, your thong's kind of crooked. And he goes to the front of my thong to like Mm -hmm. adjust it. So yeah, I feel like they use that as like trying to be like seem like they're being helpful, but really it's just kind of like assaulting you. Yeah, exactly.
0: Second example I have, Emily Ratajkowski, pretty famous after doing that video, but she started off as a fashion and a nude model and apparently shot with a pretty famous photographer named Jonathan later leader. I don't know how to pronounce his name. She took a train over there. She he drove her to his place. She stayed overnight. He gave her lots of wine. I think, believe she said at one point she said she never signed a model release or she signed a model release just for the pictures to be used in a magazine.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And during the evening, He was, you know, getting a little creepy, and he was pushing her boundaries, and then they were hanging out on the couch, and he was apparently, like, massaging her feet or something, and she was a little bit drunk and just laying there, and he assaulted her. The next day, he acted like nothing happened. The next day, drove her off, and then there's a whole separate conversation about what he did with the pictures later, but we're not covering that today. (laughs) So... Some of these stories include alcohol and other drugs used during modeling shoot. Where do you guys stand on intoxicants in shoots?
1: Unless I, I mean, literally the only time I would ever drink or do anything during a shoot is if like I have a um, like one or two photographers who I'm actually friends with, who like I would do that outside of a shoot with. Any photographer that I haven't, you know, That I don't have a friendship with absolutely for me absolutely not I think it just is a recipe for trouble
2: (laughs) yeah the only time I have had alcohol or weed or whatever at a photo shoot was when I'm with like my girlfriends that we all hang out and drink outside of photo shoots like multiple of us are both models and photographers So then we just kind of dick around and get naked and take pictures of each other. And it's hilarious, but we all know each other. We're, we're all buddies, you know, like with the example I gave earlier of the guy trying to push alcohol on me, especially on a one-on-one shoot. I just think it is really dangerous. Of course, it is absolutely always the assaulter's fault, not the victim's fault, but it does make you in a more vulnerable state to be under the influence of any kind of drugs or alcohol. And I've seen stuff where people go to like model shootout parties where everyone does drugs and drinks. And then most of the time at those things, the next day at least one person has been assaulted. And it's like, I just think it's already such a dangerous field for us to be in and we don't need to make it worse for ourselves. But again, like whether you are inebriated or sober, if you're naked or if you're clothed, If someone assaults you, they're the bad guy here.
1: Yeah, it's never your fault, even if you were drinking. It's just. Oh yeah, no,
2: absolutely not.
1: It's just, I am more able to defend myself if something happens, if I am sober.
2: And it is a tactic that photographers will use, especially on younger, less experienced models, is to try to get them to drink. And again, like, I don't even mind. This is the whole, you can ask once, but then you have to stop. I don't mind if a photographer is like, do you want a glass of wine? But when I say no, I mean, they're trying to push you. You have to wonder why they're trying to push you to drink. Right.
3: Now, that's that's always a huge red flag. Like, I remember one photographer offered me a drink and I should have just said no but, like, I gave, like, an explanation. I'm like, no, I, like, I don't drink at shoots. I only drink, like, with my friends on the weekends or something like that. And he was like, what? Like, we're not friends, like, trying to, like. No. Make- yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> General rule during shoots is, like, I don't accept any kind of drinks unless it's bottled water that's sealed. Cause that makes sense. Because you also never know Roofies. what they might.
2: I must- have to say, I'm. I'm paranoid, even if it's sealed, I'm always like, because I watch all these, you know, like crime movies and shows and stuff. I'm like, what if they took, you know, a really fine needle and put it through the cap and put something in there? Oh, yeah.
1: I always bring my (laughs) own water. Yeah. And like, even photographers who I know, like when, like, I've talked to people who've worked with them and they were great. And even if I've worked with them before, I'm like, until I work with you at least like three, four times, I'm bringing my own water and that's that
2: (laughs) it's just better safe sometimes i do feel like i'm a paranoid crazy person but then like times where when i ignore my instincts like with with the one guy i mentioned before Mm -hmm. i always regret ignoring my instincts
3: Mm. yeah listen to your gut it's
2: usually right (laughs) yeah and even if it's not no big loss really yeah like you said better safe than sorry
0: what do you do to protect yourself from this kind of behavior I know we've talked a little bit about escorts, we talked a little bit about blacklists, so let's dive into those first. If you decided you wanted to have an escort come with you, what is the best or easiest way of making that happen?
3: Um, well, I first just ask the photographer like like I'll be bringing an escort. Are you okay with that? And even if you're not planning on bringing an escort, you kind of want to hear their answer because if You always ask. Is, yeah. If you say if they say no, then just don't go. It's a red flag.
2: Yes.
0: Or if he changes the venue, he's like, oh, but let's do a hotel shoot instead. You're like, hmm, (laughs) we were going to go to your kill room, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then also when they say stuff like, oh, no boyfriends or no husbands. It's like, no, like, I understand. You can say, you know, as long as they don't, you know, interfere with the shoot too much.
3: Mm -hmm. But to just
2: straight up be like, oh, I never allow boyfriends or husbands. That's a pretty big red flag. Or some people are like, no, men. That's a huge red flag if they're like, no other men are allowed at this photo shoot. He was
3: like, like, only bring female escorts because I don't want any creepy men on my property.
2: (laughs) 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 It's like, dude, (laughs) okay. Uh,
0: Don't you you mean you don't want two creepy
2: men on your (laughs) property? (laughs) Exactly. Matthew, you have it just on the dot there. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Mm
0: -hmm. What's interesting to me about that is while that doesn't necessarily suggest danger, because if he if he was going to do something like kidnap you, he wouldn't want any escorts. But the fact that he doesn't want a boyfriend or a husband probably means that he's going to be asking you to do stuff that he thinks you would be embarrassed to be do in front of them. So probably more boundary pushing. Still not kosher, but like that's what that applies to me.
2: Or they feel sexually threatened by having another man around. Yeah. They're like, oh, she'll be more likely to be into me if she doesn't have another guy there distracting her.
0: But- I'm the best option she has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, she's obviously going to be just so desperate. <laughs> but I mean, like- I agree that sometimes it, it doesn't necessarily mean that a photographer is up to no good. If he doesn't want escort or a male escort or whatever, but it's something that it's just so well-known in this community that that's a red flag, but that's just something yeah. you need to find a way to work around, to make the model comfortable, because that should be the number one priority is making sure the model's comfortable because if the model feels uncomfortable you're not going to get good pictures yeah
1: mm-hmm.
2: exactly yeah right.
3: also with that one particular instance i got like big human traffic vibes from the guy because like he was talking to me all about this huge diamond production or diamond like business that he owns and like Ugh. how he's like mining all of these diamonds in australia and i'm going to be like the center of like a jewelry billboard and like all these like stupid like things that probably would never actually happen like the too good to be true type things so like mm. that kind of oh, made yeah, he's he asking true. me to bring another female then like he might want to do something else with like the both of us
0: <laughs> escorts i know for example when i shot with melancholic her escort was her boyfriend and they travel like they just they just travel together all the time do you if you don't have a boyfriend or you're not traveling with somebody that can be an escort do you pay them because you're getting paid to be at the shoot and the ma and the escort is just volunteering their time. How does that work?
1: Um, the escorts that I've brought have been friends and I'll usually like buy them lunch
0: or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm just thinking melancholic's boyfriend or I don't, know, I don't know if it was husband or partner or boyfriend or what, like he was working on his own business in the other room. He had his laptop and was like doing stuff. So it wasn't like he was just sitting there, you know, staring or being bored or anything like they were doing stuff. The escort doesn't necessarily have to be watching the whole time.
2: Exactly. Oh yeah. They're yeah. just uh, a yeah. security measure. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So
0: they have to, so they have to bring a gun and some pepper spray. <laughs> and <laughs>
1: well, I actually bring pepper spray everywhere. Uh-huh. So yeah, me too. I, I have, do too, yeah. actually. I always have that just in case.
0: I actually went and got trained and got my concealed carry permit. And then the more I thought about it, and the more I was like, you know, I don't actually want to shoot anybody. <laughs> I've actually I've actually gone to just bringing pepper spray.
2: Yep. 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 Yeah,
0: yeah. I always bring
2: pepper spray. good. It's good to remember, like if you have keys on you, that keys hurt. If you jam them into someone's eyeball, um, <laughs> rings. If you're wearing rings, it hurts more when you punch people. Anything can be a weapon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to, to kick someone in the nuts. Just because oh, yeah. it's normally bad form. Bad form doesn't matter if someone's trying to hurt you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: Right. And just like, if, even if you can't bring an escort, always let someone know your location. Like, let them know. Oh, when yeah. Yes. When you get yeah. there, give them an update halfway through. Let them know when you're leaving. Um, and I think I um, I talked about this on the last podcast I was on. I have an app called Life360. My boyfriend also has the same app, so he can like always see my location at any point, which is like, I, it makes me feel a lot better during shoots. And it also has like an SOS feature where um, if you hit it, it'll call the cops for you like discreetly and it'll alert um, the other person who's like on the same app. So I think that's also a good measure.
0: I imagine telling somebody that you're getting vibes about that you just called the cops is probably... You probably want to just try and play it cool and quiet until the cops get there.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. You don't want to warn people, I'm going to call the cops, because then they're going to try and stop you if they were actually (laughs) going to do something bad.
2: Exactly. But yes, I agree. Like, having someone or multiple people know where you're going to be, give them the name of the person you're shooting with. Like, sure, it might be a fake name, but at least that's something. Give them the social media info, like... Let them know what time you're going to be done, like all that. That's just uh, just an extra security measure there for sure.
0: Blacklist. It's definitely come up a couple times on the podcast that certain areas, certain regions, the models will get together and maintain regional blacklists of the photographers in the area. I know that you've mentioned at least one of you guys mentioned that you have like a personal blacklist. How do you guys share that information? How can a new, more importantly, how can a new model get access to that information?
2: So I think if you're a new model, it's important to find other models in your area to talk to. So, I mean, just besides the fact of if a photographer wants to work with you, find models who have worked with him to talk to. But then like if you want their help finding a safety list that they can join. I know there are a lot of different Facebook groups for different areas that you can look into or become friends with another model and she can invite you into a group. But I think it is really important having that community um, of even if you still decide to work with a photographer, at least you have all the information and can take proper precautions.
1: Yes. And I, so I actually acquired a blacklist, but basically from what I understand, if anybody knows that you share this blacklist, um, you know, there's the risk of legal action from people on the blacklist. So it's like this very awful, you know, balance and dance that we're kind of forced to do where we can't openly be like, hey, here's this blacklist of people who you shouldn't work with. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think finding other models in the area and and just talking to them is the best way to go about it. But, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that, like, a list made made for models' safety can't be, like, openly shared.
2: Yeah, That's I mean, you could get sued for, you know, libel or slander mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Or if, if, if just an unrelated photographer hears that you've said something, you're like, oh, well, I don't want to work with her because what she says something about me on that list. Yes. Hmm. Yep. Or, oh, I'm friends with that photographer. I know he would never do that. Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, Because people always act the same towards everybody, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, totally.
2: Yes.
3: Also, there are a lot of, like, good Facebook groups for, like, uh, safety networks. Um, So I know there's one for this general area, Mid-Atlantic Safety Network,
2: I think it's called. Um,
0: Yeah, I think Ayla just mentioned that the other day. Talked to Ayla on Wednesday.
2: It's a great group, but we there, there's definitely drama that goes on in that group sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes we have to kick people out, unfortunately, if we feel people are unsafe. like The number one rule of these safety groups is usually you can't go talking to photographers about what's said yes, in those groups. Yes, exactly. Because you could put people in danger.
1: And conversely, I think it's very, you shouldn't. You know, judge a model who works with a photographer who may have, you know, whatever a, a, a sketchy past because that model might need that money to feed herself. Like you know, I never judge someone who who I all I say is just be as careful as you possibly can.
0: Well, what's interesting to me, too, is just is even is it a photographer that behaves poorly? Like, all right, let's go back to those famous examples. Terry Richardson, lots of models came up and were like, no, he was fine. These photographers that are behaving badly are not necessarily like if he's an asshole, he's probably being an asshole to everybody. But if he's assaulting people, he's probably not assaulting everybody.
2: Mm, mm -hmm. If you're smart, you gather up a good rapport. Like the most famous people you act well with, people will trust their word about it. Mm. And then it's usually the newer and less experienced models or actresses or whatever that they'll prey upon because they know no one will believe them if they say something.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and also they have such a cachet from working with other people. The other people exactly. you model your must be like, Oh, this, this must be how this works. All those other people must've done this too. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's, that's really another thing is I always tell people, just because you've seen I've worked with a photographer, always ask me personally one-on-one about it. Exactly. Because sometimes yes. I can't publicly say stuff. Yes. Sometimes I'm like, you know, either, you know, I just don't want to go to court about it or, you know, maybe that photographer has photos of me, but I don't want him just sharing with everybody, you know, that I'm going to still be polite with them. But if you talk to me, I'm going to be like, I really don't recommend you work with this guy. Exactly. Yes.
0: How often do you guys get models messaging you about photographers? Does it happen enough or should it be happening more?
2: I'd love for it to happen more bother yeah. me any time about yeah. a photographer asking me questions i am discouraged because i am a re-
1: like a, a new model and you know i reach out to a lot of models and just don't get a response back and like i get if you have a bigger following like it's harder to to look in your dms but like I don't know, if, if I message you asking about, you know, the rapport of a photographer, it, it takes like two seconds to respond back and be like, hey, he was great, or hey, I don't recommend
2: him. Just, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think it it's really everyone's responsibility to look out for each other here. Because again, this is already such a complicated and sometimes dangerous field to work in. And we really just need to look out for each other, put each other first and just take that extra time no matter you know how many followers or whatever you have to make sure that the little guys don't get stomped. <laughs> right. definitely yes
3: yeah I, I always love it when people come to me for references and sometimes they're like oh I don't mean to be a bother I'm like you're not at all like please like ask me all all your questions and uh actually yesterday I got like a person asking about uh, a certain photographer I told her I don't really recommend this guy because he like, shows up late, he's super flaky and he's just not professional. And like, I oh my God, he was such up. a douche. We got like, <laughs> a problem with that because like, after I told her that, uh, I didn't straight up say, "Don't work with him, but I was like, I don't really recommend him. Um, so then he like messaged me and he was like, is there a problem? Like, cause all of the um, models who I've like given you as a reference for like, <laughs> all of them are turning me down
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> he with an attitude too, even though like she never
1: worked with him.
2: I've never even worked with him. And he sent me a message, like accusing me of shit talking him. I'm like, dude, I don't even really know you. <laughs> Sir, who are you?
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Attitude is not going to make me recommend you any to people after this. But no, I just, I, I just ended up telling him the truth. I'm like, well, this is what I told him. I told him you're like, just kind of flaky. You get to all of the shoes that we did. You were an hour late, and I didn't find that professional. And he, you know, of course, he had an attitude. He was like, okay, fine, I'll drop it.
2: <laughs> but- well, yeah, I mean, you know, like, and he conceded that too that it's not like you're telling people don't work with him he's not safe to work with he's on a blacklist or Mm -hmm. anything else you're just like this was my experience do what you will right Mm
0: -hmm. that's interesting because on one hand you do want to like from the actual bad ones you want to warn the people away but then if you do that too much and they twig on it and they're like oh i'm not going to use them as a reference anymore Hmm. any other ways to protect yourself you mentioned bringing pepper spray, weapons, even makeshift weapons. Uh, Any other thoughts? We talked about an app that tracks you. We talked about telling people where you're going. Checking
2: into blacklists, of course. We talked about that, too. And, I mean, for me, my number one is still, I think I said it before, is to just follow follow your instincts. Our instincts are there for a reason. Sometimes it feels silly to be like, well, I just have bad voodoo vibes about someone, but... Again, like unless it's, I don't know, a ridiculous opportunity, you know, but how much are you missing out on? Like you're missing out on one paid gig if you listen to those feelings. The worst case scenario is that you're missing out on a couple hundred bucks. Best case scenario is you just stopped yourself from getting assaulted or murdered or whatever else. So I think that's a pretty fair trade-off. Right. Yeah. No, there are
3: a lot of times I listen to my instincts when there are like no particular reason that like I shouldn't work with someone, but I just like felt weird vibes. And then I learn a whole bunch of like bad stuff they've done to other models after the fact. So, Yep. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. So what do you do if something like this happens? I know that you guys don't necessarily have any personal experience with this, but if somebody if a photographer does behave inappropriately and maybe it doesn't rise to the level of go to the cops you know there, there's definitely things where you would go to the cops first but mm-hmm. do you do you go out and tell everybody tell all your friends tell all the models yeah I first obviously not work with them anymore
1: uh yeah if i was like actually like sexually assaulted i would probably press charges um but you know, it de- I guess it does depend on who the photographer is as well.
0: Well, let's 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 take it down a notch. I, my assumption is that if it's worth pressing charges, as in you're assaulted, versus some of the let's let's stick with kind of the less less uh, less. Serious oh, the, just like ideas. kind
1: of touching without permission, like or bo- being really creepy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because
0: yeah. there's oh, not yeah. much oh, of a discussion I all that my the friends. answer is press oh, charges. Yeah.
1: And there's no discussion. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah. I tell, uh, yes. I tell everybody.
3: Yeah. Tell your friends. Post it on the safety networks. uh, Blast them on social media if you feel like the situation calls for it.
2: Yeah. Sometimes I'm more hesitant to publicly blast on social media because, again, you can just get in all kinds of trouble for, for libel and other stuff. But sometimes it's worth it. If you feel just like too many people keep getting taken advantage of by someone, then it's okay to just be like, you know what, screw my reputation or whatever. Like it's more important to keep everyone else safe. But most of the time it's, it is kind of enough just to talk within the bottle network. I know there are a lot of photographers that it's just kind of like known in the area, not to work with them because of word of mouth that just everyone just kind of (laughs) knows about certain guys. And that is from, like I said, word of mouth and, talking to your friends who talk to their friends and posting in the the safety network groups and stuff like that but of course some people are still going to work with people no matter what as long as they get paid and that's their prerogative but at least they know like I said I think before at least you could take precautions like maybe if you don't normally bring an escort you know to definitely bring an escort if you're working with this guy exactly yes yeah
0: Yeah, which goes to kind of what we were talking about before, like they're just an asshole or they make suggestive comments. An escort would cut that off, especially if they happen to really be talented, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's
2: always hard, too. It's it's like, oh, their work is so good, but don't be a dick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That we don't finish things off with a bad taste in our mouth. We've mostly been talking about bad photographer behavior. Do you guys have any examples of some times when a photographer was just an amazing artistic or an amazing human partner?
1: Uh, I have a quite a few great uh, experiences. Um, my first ever shoot um, was a group shoot, group nude shoot, outdoors, and the photographer was Raphael of. Av- Av- of joe lu he was just such a sweet human and the fact that everybody was naked made me feel so comfortable (laughs) like (laughs) i'm naked but so are 14 other people here so um and yeah he was just so professional like the epitome of professionalism great direction i think that's another thing too is i i know my angles for the most part but feedback is always appreciated Because most of the time I I can't see exactly what I'm looking like. So when a photographer says like, oh, move your arm this way. I can't see, you know, your hand or like just little feedback stuff like that. I love, love that.
2: (laughs) It feels more like a collaboration rather than you just having to do stuff. Exactly. Yes. Yes.
3: I mean, I feel like the best shoots for me are the ones where the details of the shoot, as well as like all the boundaries and comfort levels are fully discussed prior to the shoot. And like where the photographer has a clear artistic vision, but is also really open to um, the input from the model. Yes. Yeah. I've I've worked with like countless photographers who who are like that. Um, so, I mean, there's always a balance, but... Yeah, there are definitely quite a few. Like I worked with um, this one uh, this past weekend, N.M. Lensational. So she was super nice. We like discussed pretty extensively prior to the shoot. She would send me like example pictures for like the style and the wardrobe she was going for. Um, And, you know, she would always ask me for input on her edits um, after the shoot and like ask me what I thought of it and what she should change. And, etc so I I like that when they like ask for your feedback and they're very open to your vision as well
1: yes because it it really should be a collaboration it's not just you know the photographer just the model doing it you guys should be creating the art
2: together that's the most fun is when both people are excited because sometimes I feel one person is excited and another is not and that just shows in the final product Mm -hmm if somebody wasn't feeling it so it's important like even for if it's a paid shoot obviously you have to do what the person paying you wants you to do but it's still good to find your own kind of passion with it and like have them let you add your own little creative flair into it even if it is a paid
0: shoot Mm -hmm. so it's interesting you mentioned that the collaboration on like the editing and everything generally speaking when you're getting paid for a shoot we it's typically hourly. If the photographer consults with you afterwards and like, hey, here's some proofs from the shoot. What do you think? Like, how would you want them to collaborate afterwards? Is that further paid hourly? Is that just like here's a couple pictures, tell me what you think of them if you've got any thoughts? Or do you want them to like call and do a screen share? Like, how does that hurt? I'm just I mean, because my and my mental model is, you know, the, the model comes, she gets paid for the time while she's there, she leaves. And then the photographer edits and then I don't know.
2: Right. And so I do feel mostly the collaboration is before and during the shoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the editing really just depends on the individual photographer's editing style and stuff. And um, again, like as I do photography as well as modeling, I think one time mostly I had someone not like the edits I did, but I had paid them. I still mm-hmm. tried to, I want to make people happy. That's why I like taking pictures of people so they can look at it and love their pictures. But like, I think I edited it once or twice and then he still didn't like them. And I was like, you're going to have to pay me if you want me to edit these again, because I paid you. <laughs> right.
3: To clarify, that's not something I'm expecting from paid shoots. Like I'm, I'm not even expecting to get edits in general from a paid shoot. Oh yeah. Yeah. But- When I do, and when they ask for my feedback, like those, I'm just saying, those are my favorite kinds of shoots because I feel more like included and like my opinion uh, is valued more.
0: All right. Well, we're just about out of time. So let's go ahead and close this thing down. I'm going to go in reverse alphabetical order for the closeout. Taylor, where can everybody find you online?
1: You can follow me on Instagram. My username is hello.miss.com. Hey, that's my username for all my other stuff so yeah you can find me pretty much anywhere
2: with that username <laughs> nice
0: nice cassie
2: on instagram my modeling account is emo hippie chick that's e-m-o-h-i-p-p-i-e and then chick it's um, just all one word because i've been yep. seeing
0: you around for years yeah <laughs>
2: And then um, my photography page is snazzy kazzy photos. So that's snazzy, S N A Z Z Y, K A Z Z Y photos. Snazzy kazzy photos. And then I am also on OnlyFans for my modeling work. And that's also emo hippie chick. And then emo hippie chick premium for my paid page.
0: Ooh. And Anastasia.
3: And so I'm on Instagram as uh, Anastasia underscore May, M A Y E underscore model and then i have a backup page that's anastasia may one word underscore backup and my twitter is anastasia underscore may and only fans is anastasia may one word
2: yeah i think that's about it wow way to make it complicated for everyone <laughs>
0: you know i had the same problem I, I did my instagram first and then when i went to go make my twitter twitter was like that is too long you have to shorten it <laughs> so i'm like oh now i've got two different names <laughs> ah that's
2: unfortunate <laughs> or it sucks when you make an account somewhere and they are like username already taken you're like no Ooh, yeah
0: yeah and with that we are done check us out at the nsfw on twitter as at nsfw and as i mentioned instagram's a little different at the nsfw photography podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast app